Hi, everyone, and welcome to Talent Talks. I'm Rob Adams. Okay, today's episode is a little different, so bear with me. On this episode, we are excited to be joined by Chris Guiney, partner at Carter Baldwin Executive Search. On today's show, I can't even call him Mr. Guiney, but it says it here in the script. Mr. Guiney joins us to discuss the topic of culture and its impact on organizations globally. Chris also will explain how culture impacts organizations in certain industries and what he expects for the future. Chris, I'm going to welcome you to the show, but I'm also going to call you the pride of Austin Road Elementary School. How about that? Oh, man, there's got to be somebody that's uh, giving them more pride than me. I can't be the one. Now, full disclosure, full disclosure to our audience, this is a wonderful uh, kind of coincidence. Chris and I have known each other, do I dare say the number? It's 40 years, easily. Easy. More. Yeah, more. more. Yeah. Chris and I went to school together at Austin Road Elementary School in a town called Mayapak, New York. Um, fifth grade, Mrs. Kalasako? Yes, that's exactly <laughs> right. Wow. Good one. Good pull. Good pull. How's life? How's everything? Oh, it's fantastic. It's probably not as good as you, but um, I think Mrs. Kalasaka would be proud of both of us right now. I hope so. I think you're right. All right, Chris, we'll we'll dive in and we can have a little fun along the way. Um, yeah. Why is culture fit and strong company culture so important to an organization? Yeah. Um, so, I, you know, culture isn't just a buzzword anymore. Um, I think that it, it determines if a company will succeed or fail. Uh, and the saying, you know, there's a saying, culture eats strategy for breakfast. I think that's certainly true, but, but the saying probably should go on to say it can also eat people for dessert. Um, it's a, it's a fascinating dynamic that can make or break an organization, uh, and a career. But I think now more than ever, people strive for purpose in their work. They strive for meaning in the time they spend away from their families because we all work very hard. And they strive, and 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 I think people are looking for opportunities to have an impact and make a difference. Um, and that's a lot different, maybe, than you and I growing up and our our parents. You know, who you worked, you just you know bore down and got it done, and and you didn't really think about purpose or or impact. Um, but now organizations need something that I think truly bind their most valuable asset, which is talent, uh, to their business. And culture is that foundational glue that keeps great companies humming and people focused on delivering really extraordinary results when they're connected. I think a strong culture helps people commit to excellence. Um, I think it makes them stretch to be their best. And I think the results of a great corporate culture will show in revenue improvements, in customer satisfaction, and employee engagement, among a lot of other things. But conversely, a poor culture will force companies into prolonged periods of struggle. Um, you see it all the time. But cost challenges and inability to grow, um, no motivation from the, 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 the talent, and even worse, a toxic culture could lead to really bad behavior. And we've seen that all over the place. Uh, lots of organizations have bad stories to tell because culture was just toxic and, and not, not, uh, not beneficial to anybody. So, Chris, at Carter Baldwin, how do you go about ensuring your candidates and placements are good cultural fits for the organizations you're placing them in? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, you know, I think the trap that a lot of firms who do what we do fall into is that they focus on transacting. So their job is to go get an individual and fill a role, and it's to get a button seat as fast as they can. Um, but I think that's almost always going to backfire because I, I don't think in that situation, you're focusing on what really matters. And 
What matters is the right fit, both for the organization and the candidate. Remember, this is the ultimate people business. Um, for us, I think we uh, have a secret uh, in the sauce, and that is we believe it has to start with values. Nothing is more important to us than our values, uh, and those values are woven into everything we do. This keeps us focused on working really hard to understand what our clients' values are first. We can't begin to satisfy um, an organization or what it's trying to achieve professionally without understanding its values first. And and we also have to understand um, what those values are so that we can find the right individual to meet those values. So I believe that understanding the client's values is, is the foundation to delivering extraordinary results. Um, in addition, learning the client's mission, their business objectives, of course, their current market conditions, role competencies, all those things are important. But with a values-first approach, you can assess clients or, excuse me, candidates in, in, in a number of different ways with that as the foundation. So we look at three major dimensions often with lots of subcategories. We look at experientially, what has somebody done? We look at where they are from a leadership standpoint, what kind of a leader are they? And then, you know, what kind of a fit personally are they? What are they looking for in their life? Um, and I think it looking at these three dimensions through the values lens makes us um, really focus on trying to drive value to our client, helps us understand if the opportunity is right for the candidate, their family, their lives, not just their professional goals, but their personal goals as well. Um, I guess the last thing I'll say is if we truly understand the values of an organization, values of the board, the values of the CEO, we can find the ideal candidate. And I, and I think that's when it gets amazing when you can find that match. I find the whole culture topic to be so fascinating. And to that extent, explain how company culture impacts an organization and what is the impact on efficiency and productivity? Okay. So, so we talked about how great corporate culture can lead to revenue gains, customer satisfaction, those kinds of things, but a truly impactful, impactful culture, I think can be transformative to an organization, um, truly transformative. Um, Cultures that are impactful will foster exceptional levels of engagement, right? So people will want to do great things for that organization because it makes them feel good and, it, and, it, and it, it, it's something that helps them grow personally and professionally. Engagement will lead to productivity, lots of productivity. They'll want to work. They'll want to deliver results. Productivity obviously leads to results that match what the organization is trying to do. Um, it's a clear and direct correlation. Um, values and, 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 and culture lead to engagement, leads to productivity, leads to, uh, uh, results. And, and so whatever those results are, again, you have to find out where those are. But, you know, look, this is a, this is a, 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 it's not rocket science. Where the heart leads, the mind will follow. Um, when you're thrilled to start your day because you love where you work and you feel respected and appreciated and empowered, You'll want to contribute. You'll want to bring more uh, value and your mind will open up to new ideas. So, um, you know, your energy is higher. Your eagerness to contribute is higher. But productivity is always significantly higher in a company, company with great uh, uh, culture. You know, you, you see lots and lots of examples of that. But it, it's an amazing direct correlation and amazing how even small incremental changes in building a positive culture leads to uh, huge impact. How does the culture of, of a nonprofit or higher ed institution differ from a PE or corporate company? Is it easy to transition across industries? The difference is in the mission. Um, very clearly, 
You know, nonprofits mm. strive to have a mission that speaks to people. Um, if Again, where the hearts go, the minds will follow. If you align their hearts and minds of people with an organizational mission that they're passionate about, and then you marry the two, you can get incredible results um, because those people are thrilled to serve that mission. I think that we work with so many not-for-profit businesses that are exploding in growth because they have really extraordinary missions. They also are able to do incredibly innovative things. So um, if you think about it, many of the leaders in, in these not-for-profit organizations with these incredible missions, um, they, they are able to touch the hearts of, of their people, ultimately driving it back to results. But you can't fake that. So if you're coin-operated as an executive or a term I like to use is coin-operated, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. If you're seeking financial gain and that's your primary motivation, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But that's very different than maybe a mission or a purpose-built organization. Um, so what's important there is understanding the mindset of an individual as it relates to core uh, culture. Um, if they are th- uh, fundamentally coin-operated, then it's going to be really hard for them to disengage and get into a not-for-profit environment and vice versa. Right. If you have a calling or if you feel like this purpose, this mission of this organization is for me, then you're not going to care that much about what the compensation or the financial motivation is. And so you'll likely find your purpose there. Um, you know, it sounds very cliche. It sounds very, you know, business book like. But I'm not sure you follow your passion as much as you follow your purpose. Mm. And I think that can really change how impactful an individual can be, not just in their career and for their organization, but for their personal life too. So it's hard to transition between industries that are very different from not not for profit. But that's not to say for profit organizations can't be purpose filled. They absolutely can be. And there's many, many examples where they are. You just really have to strive to find that out. Yeah. Explain how you expect culture and diversity to impact the future of the workforce and executive search. Oh, my gosh. Uh, it's, a, it's a massive, massive impact. Um, in the past, I think, if you think about it, companies would always try and put a strategic plan together. And uh, in the past, you'd find these sort of 10-year plans, right? What do we want to do 10 years, maybe even longer, 20 years down the road or more? Um, but the global pace of change as we know it is, is massively different. So, you know, there was a book years ago called the black swan event and the black swan event fundamentally talked about, Hey, what would happen to your business? Are you prepared if the worst thing happened? Well, in the last five years alone, we've seen many of the worst things that could happen. So the black swans are all over the place. Now that pace of change is not something that companies were traditionally ready for. Um, you know, COVID, war, the economic depression, the list goes on and on. So strategic planning now is more um, in that three-year range, maybe as long as five years, but not much longer than that. It's really hard to do that. So you have to have a culture that allows your organization to be ready, right? You have to be able to, to be adaptable to whatever comes, and that's going to be important. I think that diversity plays a huge role there. Diversity in perspective, diversity and thought allows you to think about things that you just hadn't thought about. It allows you to, to, to consider opportunity and risk that you really weren't considering before. Diversity is going to have a massive change uh, on every industry and every company. And it's something that everybody should be striving for. 
um, not just uh, uh, as a passing fancy, but intentionally finding diversity. Equally, I think bringing in talent that can be nimble and adaptive and innovative is critical. So having somebody who thinks about those changes in, in, in the marketplace, the risks that might come, up, uh, uh, come along with that, the opportunities that may come along with that. So um, I think one of the things that I like to do is I like to advise clients to look for really strong athletes, right? So similar to a sports team who has a fantastic uh, athlete that can play multiple positions on the field. They can be a game changer. You don't know how to defend that. Sure. In an organization, if you bring in an athletic enough person who can play multiple roles in a business, they can be innovative. They can adapt to change. They can look at the business across a lot of different dimensions. I, I think that you really increase your ability to adapt to that change, that black swan that may come that you weren't expecting. And, and I think corporate athletes, frankly, make better decisions and they, they make better decisions in both good times and bad. And ultimately, they become better leaders. All right. As a way to wrap things up, what is a lesson that you learned from Mayapac, New York, that you take to your career today? It's the same lesson you learned. Um, you know, Mayapac is is uh, is a blue collar town, and and uh, we 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 didn't know what we didn't know, but we had a, an amazing childhood. Um, we, we respected each other. Um, it, it it definitely wasn't. A, you know, I wouldn't call it a uh, a silver spoon environment at all, as you know. And, um, you know, what we did is, is we grew up knowing that, Hey, we were all in this together. Uh, everybody was very similar. There weren't a lot of haves and have nots. There were a lot of, we have what we have and we don't care what we don't have. And I think that it, it made us all really appreciate each other, uh, as a community. I really, I love my community. I, I, my friendship with you, I, I, I will never forget those memories. And, I only hope that our children will have the same kinds of memories, but the world is different now. And, and so hopefully we can take that foundation that we had of heart and, 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 and soul of, of, you know, hard work and respect for one another and just continue to drive that into our own children. And, and hopefully they'll, they'll get a little bit of sense of that. But man, it was, it was amazing. I couldn't be more thankful for my background. I couldn't be more thankful for knowing people like you and, um, you know, I don't know if the people that listen to this understand how much impact you've had on so many people in that community, but that's what it was. It was community, and I'm forever grateful for that. So I, I hope we can all take that with us and deliver a little more into our own lives, wherever we've all wound up, wherever in the country we've all settled in. That's very true, and it started with a, a brotherhood of all of us up here, and it continues on to today. Chris, uh, great stuff today. Thanks for coming on, sharing your knowledge on Culture Fit and the impact culture is having on the workplace. Good luck in your continued efforts to place the best cultural fit candidates for all of your client organizations. Anything you want to add before we say goodbye, my friend? Man, I am just so glad to see you. Thank you for having me, Rob. You're, uh, you're, you're a consummate professional, one of the best there is that I've ever seen in this. So um, not only are you good uh, at what you do, you're a good man. So great to see you again. Thank you, Chris. I appreciate it. All the best to you as well. And that's all the time we have here today. Alongside my my longtime friend, Chris Guiney of Carter Baldwin, I'm Rob Adams. And this has been, for me, a very special Talent Talks. We'll see you next time. 